Happy Holidays from the Prince Charmings of Podcasting, Chris and Will. Happy Holidays. This holiday season, come celebrate with us during our Chris and Will's Holiday Celebration. Holiday music is now playing on our online radio station via the TuneIn app called Go Live. We have several specialty shows, including episodes airing of our new show called At Home Journal and episodes of another new show called Characters in the Box. And you know, we may even add some stuff during the season. Go to our official website at chrisandwill.com, on Instagram at chris.and.will, or on Facebook under The Real Prince Charmings. Happy Holidays from Chris and Will. Hey fans, we all love some good music. A variety of music. What if we could bring Chris Will Studios to you 24-7? That's a long work schedule. Maybe, but you know, we just might have it. The best variety of music from multiple decades live on your phone 24-7 with our Gay Orlando Live online radio station. Better known as Go Live. Download the TuneIn app and search for Go Live or go to chrisandwill.com for more info. So, tune in! you talking yeah and these two haven't stopped talking for three seasons <laughs> why wasn't scar honest i don't know why because if he was honest he wouldn't be a lion anymore <laughs> okay buddy Welcome to another great episode of the amazing show, What About Our Life with Chris and Will. Yes! How are you guys? We hope you're celebrating all the holiday fun this holiday season. Happy holidays! Today on the show, it's a special show for all of you. Today we are going to be talking about the return of of Broadway and a little bit more. Oh, yes, yes. Absolutely. So, so, you know, gosh, how has our week been? Our week has actually been busy. Yeah. Uh Been very busy because we're actually planning for a lot of 2022 right now. Uh Uh, We're still in production with a lot of our holiday stuff going on. So, uh, yeah, we're very, very busy right very now. festive <laughs> yes absolutely absolutely and we are taking time to find a nap here and there um i am absolutely doing great yes you know it's, things it's are thing, so 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 grateful yes so we're 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 getting through this so we we definitely are so let's talk about broadway returns you know willie and i have had our fair share of broadway experiences like most of many. Mm-hmm. Uh, we went to New York uh, back in... Uh, 2001. 2001, right before 9-11. Yep. And uh, we had our experience with Broadway. Yeah. We saw uh, Lily Tomlin's one-woman show. Right. Uh, the Search for Signs of Intelligent Life in the Universe. That's right. And we let had... me tell you, yes. she can pull out a monologue like... 
switch between characters. Like, you didn't even know. Oh, she's very talented. We had front row seats. Mm-hmm. We did. It was such a great show. Such a great show. Then we saw uh, Dr. Seuss's Zeusical. Yes. With uh, Kathy Rigby. Yep. And a very young Aaron Carter. Uh-huh. That's right. Yes. Mm-hmm. It was really great. We didn't have front row, but we did have... Really good middle seats mm-hmm. uh, up in the bal- not balcony, but still in the middle row, but a little up there. Uh, it was a wonderful show. I've always dreamed of watching Kathy Rigby perform, and we did not know she was in the show yeah. until we got there and she was in the show. Mm-hmm. So it was a great show. Really, really enjoyed it. Then we saw an off-Broadway show, <laughs> which seems to be a hit in Las Vegas right now. Yes. But it was just getting started. It was called uh, Naked Boy Singing. Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh, my gosh. I still remember what. Um, well, just, we well, didn't yes. know what it was. We had no idea. We just thought, hey, it was just a show called Naked Boy Singing. And then we get there, and... It's actually naked men in front of you singing. And we had front row seats, you guys. That was really So it was like, so imagine our surprise when we're sitting in the front row and we're looking up. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah, and we're sitting there going, Well, and not only that, but I mean, it it was just... I'm looking behind me and I'm like thinking, okay, just, you know, because I, we were younger, but me in particular, I'm just blushing. Like, we're okay, sitting, yeah, we're sitting here yes. like, okay, all right. Cause at that but time, but it was, it was entertaining. Well, I mean. it was. Cause at that time, we had not uh, really mentioned anything to anybody as far as who we were. Yeah. And we were still fighting with family on those type of issues. So yeah. it was still very quiet. So we were like, ooh, all right. All right. Okay. Yeah. Sure. All right. All right. I still remember us walking over there, like, because we had to ask somebody for directions. We, did. we had to ask for directions. <laughs> and people <laughs> were like, like, oh, it's, it's, it's over there. Yeah. We're like, we're like oh, okay. 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 We don't know what we're doing. Yeah. But, uh, but yes. Yeah, so that was our grand experience of that. And then uh, when we were in Hollywood, they were doing touring shows of Wicked at the time. Yeah. And uh, I, we had gotten free tickets to go see it. Willie didn't want to go see I, it. Yeah. So we didn't go see it. But it was with Adina Mazzell and uh, Kristen Chenowicz. Yeah. In the show. And I and I will never live, let him live that now. And for legitimate reason, yes. yes I'm, because then he, at the end, when we caught the end, when we were walking past the theater, he goes, well, maybe we should have gone and seen and it. And then, of course, you know, uh-huh. yeah. yeah. But he, had, Chris had every reason to feel that way. Yep. And, you know, I'm, you know, we lo- we grow as individuals. And, you know. I'm, oh, it yeah. was. Uh, yes. Yes. <laughs> so we, I still have yet to have gone seen Wicked. I've got to go see it. But I'm probably never going to see it with Adina Menzel in it and Kristen Chickenwick. So I guess I'm just going to have to, you know make do with the great performers that are doing it right now. But, um, but yeah, you know, it's Broadway's been closed for a little while because of COVID. And we know quite a few people that perform in Broadway and mm-hmm. theater period. Yes. And it's been hard. Mm-hmm. It's been very rough for them. Yeah. And to see the tears that are so genuine that they are back on that stage again. Yes. It's just remarkable. Mm-hmm. It really is. And, you know, you got to understand people, these performers Put, pour their heart out to make a show uh-huh. and it's numerous shows in preparation and you know it, it can be tiresome at some times and 
you know, it's it's interesting because we um, when we go see theater shows, especially out into the parks and, you know, or even in a regular theater, what irritates me the most that people do is when they pull out their phones and they start recording and they pull the phone all the way in the middle so the people behind can't see them. Right. That just ticks me off. And then parents who bring their kids mm. and can't control their kids and their kids are playing, talking real loud, and you can't enjoy the show because you've got too much distractions. You know, ladies and gentlemen, let me put it to you this way. If your kids cannot behave in a movie theater or you don't think that they can or they just can't behave in public, then they don't belong to go see a theater show. Because at the end of the day, it's very distracting and very disrespectful to the ones that work hard to put yes. on that show. And that goes for your phones. That goes for all of it. Um, the way to to handle it, as I was brought up, if you, your kids, you know, I'll put it to you this way. If we were disruptive in a show when I was a kid, my parents would literally pick me up and take me outside of the theater and the discipline went from there. And that's what you have to do. There's no excuse for bringing your kids when you know that your kids are not going to be able to sit and watch and enjoy the show. And not only that, but those performers, you know, yes, they're performing for the entertainment of the audience, but they also feel that energy that the audience is there watching them. They can feel that, yeah, you I know? Mean, so, I mean, they're wanting to give an, an astounding performance, but with distractions, you know, it can throw them off as well. And, you know, as Chris had said, it's disrespectful to the performers. Well, it is. And, it's, and, and a lot of it is disrespectful to the people that paid the amount, same amount of money you did to go watch the show. I mean, we went to a show, and the kids were so bad behind us. It was so distracting. They were running around on the ground. The woman in front of us with her freaking phone. And then the people around, the, and then the guys on the other hand behind us farting and burping. Oh, I just, during the, it's oh, like, oh my this, is, this, is, this is really bad. Yeah. And nobody want to listen to all that crap. You know what? Take your personal antidotes and take them and bring them home. I mean, come on. You have choices. If mm -hmm. you don't like the show, then, then oh well. You, you, you know, that's, that's why there are reviews and stuff you can find out about the show before you go purchase a ticket yes. simple as that mm -hmm. but um but yeah it's really nice to see that broadway is back yeah. we're mm -hmm. so happy that they are and eventually we will make it to new york to go uh see some shows um now i don't know if they still have it but they used to have bargain tickets yes where you can go and you know, if you're very light on a little bit of cash, then, hey, go get a bargain tickets because usually the seats are really good. Mm -hmm. uh, in fact, I'm glad that uh, Vegas actually started doing that ah, with some yeah. of the shows. Um, so, so yeah, it's actually very exciting. And, you know, it, it just, yeah. So we're glad to have them back and and uh, performing once again. Yeah. You know? I mean, I think it's very important, too, because, I mean, I mean, performing without an audience, it's, say, it's not only sad, but I mean, it's, I think it's like um, a communication between people who are looking for entertainment and people and um, performers who express well, the themselves throughout a, a, a theater yeah, play. The, the experience is the best. Because, yeah. I mean, you can't. Now, this goes into our next topic when you go into theater. The difference to me about, touring shows compared to Broadway is like, I don't know, like kind of saying, 
okay, I'm going to write It's a Small World at Disney World compared to It's a Small World at Disneyland. <laughs> you know, they're they're similar. They're the same, but it's not exactly the same, you know. And when I first went to Disneyland, the experience was so much different because it was the original. And yes. you felt that. Yes. And they did such a great job keeping up with that that themed image. Where here is in Disney World, they do, but it's not necessarily exactly the same. And I think that's the same with touring theater. Yeah. It's nice that you have theater shows that come out to your town and where you don't have to travel to New York, but make it a bucket list to go to go to New York to see Broadway. Uh-huh. Nothing like rocking down that strip and gosh, and you have all the lights screaming at you and you have all the options right there yeah. in one district to go to. It's just it, it's it, phenomenal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is it's really it's really really phenomenal. Now um, my very first theater performance that I ever did was at Disney. I did that with Doug Live, and that was the first time I performed on stage. And I will tell you, my audition was so bad. <laughs> it was literally so bad. And here's the story of why. Because that morning, I had gotten a call from someone that says, you need to go to the auditions. They're tonight. And I'm like, wait a minute. They're tonight. You have to prepare a monologue and... and and bars for singing and i'm sitting there going i can't do that that's there's no way i can learn all that so i had to make up my monologue which was very crappy by the way (laughs) um and then i had had someone help me i went to a friend and they brought me over to the church her church and we we did some singing from there and i did that and they went over there and i thought i bombed it but they called me back and i got called back a second time and then ended up doing the show didn't last the show didn't last very long unfortunately i had a great time with it but that was my very first stage performance uh-huh. um i love doing theater i like it i don't know if i would do it for a long period of time it takes a lot of commitment it it is a lot of commitment it is a full-time job yeah you know, a lot of people think this show's a full-time job and kind of is but the beauty part of it it's not five days a week you know, we right. can split it up, and when we're in the studio working on it, it's a couple of hours maybe at that. Right. But, um, but yeah, it's not a you got to commit five days, two, three shows a day type deal. And I just, I don't know. Well, not only that, but you have to, for your role, you have to remember all of those lines and the timing, whereas, you know, you're doing um, – other projects, you know, it could be it's done in increments, you know. So, I mean, there's a difference there, too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I, I, I like doing all types of performance. As long as I'm on stage, then I think I'm happy. A good, uh, a great variety. Yeah, I think, you know, I'm happy with I would, to be honest, I'm quite surprised that we, we've done three seasons of this show, to be honest. Yes. <laughs> and I still like it because we got more seasons coming, but... I still enjoy doing it, um, and you know we we've grown a lot, and we've got so much being offered right now. It's really great, um, but uh, yeah, theater is definitely a commitment. I would have to say bucket list on theater shows. What would you say? Of course, Wicked, obviously. Um. Well, let's see. Gosh, because I've never seen Beauty and the Beast. That's I right. Yeah. See Beauty and the Beast. Yes. Yes. Um, um, at the time, did you want to see um, Gan or but, but Annie get your gun? I did. I did. I don't know if but, I still do. But the reason why, why was, was because when we were there, Reba was 
uh, playing playing Annie Oakley. Right. Yeah. And you know I'm a big Reba fan, so you know um, I don't know if I would now. Hello Dolly, of course. I wanted to see the yes. Bette Midler version of it. That right. Just, that was recent. I didn't get to do that. Gosh, I don't know. There's a lot we've seen quite a bit. We've seen I a mean, lot we, though. We really, we really, we really yeah. have. But I just I don't know. I got There's so many different varieties. They've made a lot of different types of shows. Now they they came up with a dirty dancing version. Oh. I think a le- legally blonde and right. Stuff like yeah, that. I think those might be interesting. Nine to five. Yes. You know, yeah. I think that would be a little bit interesting. Um, I'm gosh. also thinking. Um, let's see here. Well, Guys and Dolls was a musical. Which yeah. was into a film. That one was okay. Rent. Rent yeah. yeah. Annie yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. Now, we did produce our own theater, our off-Broadway show. Yes, we did. It was a Christmas version based off of a film script that uh, we are currently writing right mm-hmm. now. We did. The, it premiered in New Orleans for two shows. Yes. We did two shows. It was a dinner show uh-huh. back in 2017. Yes. Right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, 2017. Yes. yes. Uh, so it was nice. It was really great. A lot of different kids. A lot, it, it was cute. It, um, you know, it, there was supposed to be a bigger production, but we had to cut it down, unfortunately. But it was a nice experience. Yeah. It was definitely a nice experience. So let's see. Gosh, what else? What else? Um, well, I Memorable would, moments in theater. Memorable moments in theater. So in performing in theater, when, well, at least for, from my experience, Going into it, I was sort of like, eh, I don't really know about this. But then you get into it, and then if you have the, if you, if, I think it's about chemistry. You feel the other performers, you feel the director, the assistant director, you know, and you have to come together. And what, and then if you have, if it's a musical rather than just a regular play, and you have to have all those component components come together like clockwork, you know. And when it does. What an incredible feeling it yes. is. I mean, I think my, when I did Doug, um, I sound like, a, that sounds like a creepy, but I did Doug. Uh, no, I didn't <laughs> do Doug. Uh, but when, when you I was performed in the show in... of Doug, yes. yes. <laughs> um, when we were going through training, the stage revolved. And there were three parts of areas of the stage that revolved. And my character, of course, utilized all three of them. And the interesting part about it that they tell you, they go, okay, you can't think about getting on it and you can't think about getting off of it, off of the revolving stage. Because if you do, you're going to fall. And what do I do? <laughs> the first day in dress rehearsals, I sat there and thought about it and boom, I completely, I lost my balance and fell. Because the, the, the stage still turns. Now, it stops at different segments. But unfortunately, there are, there are a few scenes to where as the stage is revolving, I have to get off that particular stage while I'm still in front of the audience. Whereas, and there's other scenes when the stage revolves and it goes backstage, it's stopped and then I can get off of it. Uh-huh. But even then, your mind still plays tricks on you because even when it's stopped, you still think it's moving. So you're gonna get a little bit of unbalance with it. Well, the show was done at Disney's Hollywood Studios here in Florida. Now. Our theater was in the middle of the park. So right. because we were in the middle of the park, we couldn't leave our stage at all. They had to bring catering in to come in and feed us. Um, so we were technically in the we were in the building, in the stage, 
all day long and we had several casts throughout the day so like for example if the park opened at nine i guess our first show would generally be at 10 30 so mm-hmm. let's just say our we did our i would i would do the 10 30 show and then you know i wouldn't have to go back on stage again until like one o'clock i think until the one o'clock show mm-hmm. so generally you would have two hours to sit there and do nothing and i couldn't go anywhere you, you can't because they didn't want the guests to see you in costume because of hair and makeup. And you couldn't take that stuff off until the day was over with. Yeah. Until the day was over with. So you pretty much were there all day long. And all we did was sit there and watch TV. <laughs> it was so bad. It was really, really now, bad. Now, here's a good question. Did you watch um, Disney's version of Doug the cartoon? Or did or do you recall the Nickelodeon version of I recall more Nickelodeon is yeah. when I watched it. I did watch the the Disney version because we had to. Because oh, at that good. time, okay. the movie was coming out. Yes. And two, um, gosh, what was his name? The creator of Doug. Um, Jim Jenkins. Yes, he was there. And that was, of course, his baby. So we yes. had to follow uh-huh. through his character with right. how he saw it yes. and then you had to do it the Disney way uh, in a right, sense. Yeah. So um so yes and then no. I mean a lot of people now in some entertainment venues at Disney, they all watch Disney movies, which I hated. Um <laughs> you know, I, I like I love Disney movies. Of course. Don't get me wrong. But I when do. You, yeah. But when you're a Disney performer and you are twenty four you are basically all day performing Disney, (laughs) the last thing you want to do in the break room is watch Disney. You know, you want to go watch something different. And the sad thing is, is when I had to do morning, morning shifts, oh gosh, they, for some reason, I guess the crew or cast that we were with in the morning never liked bringing in movies because Um, it was always the freaking Today Show that was on. And I love the Today Show, don't get me wrong. But again, you know... You want to, you want something that keeps you upbeat and alive. But I exactly. will tell you that um, I probably slept through more of the Today Show during those shifts <laughs> than I did ever in my life because it was early. I mean, yeah, had to, I had to. We would have to wake up at four thirty in the morning just to be at work by six, and then my day wouldn't be over until like, you know five or six o'clock in that in the evening and in some cases would not be over with until two or three o'clock the next morning so and then you had to repeat and do it all over mm-hmm. again yeah so it was it was it was harsh but yeah i do rem- I, that was probably yeah. my most memorable thing yeah i mean you yeah. just well and then also i'm talking about moments in theater or performing i mean this goes back to uh when i performed in theater in high school yes it's high school stuff but it's always the green room moments because then you can, you know, you get to either just sit on the couch and talk with your fellow performers and you just really get to either just, it's either, you know, be silly or whatnot, or if someone's not having such a great day and you're comforting well, them, you know? that's Hollywood, period, because <laughs> there were a lot of film and television sets that I've been on and you all think that we all get along, but we don't. Uh, we don't. The main characters, it was like, and for a great example, a lot of people get shocked 
when they review that uh, for the Golden Girls that some of the women did not get along with each other. And that's very true. Some of them don't. I imagine that they do, but they all come. You got to remember, everybody comes from different backgrounds. Yes. And they all have different pasts and they all have different accomplishments. Right. And there's a lot of jealousy in entertainment. Lots of it. And it's very competitive. It's competitive. Very, very, very competitive. I mean, it sh- nobody should be jealous of anyone no, else. We shouldn't. should be encouraging each other's talents and successes. But people make choices. That's right. They you shouldn't, know? but they do, unfortunately. So I think that's with anything in Hollywood entertainment because it's like if you ever get the chance to be behind a Hollywood set, we're a bunch of babies, you guys. <laughs> I mean, let me tell you, we are a bunch of sissies because everybody's complaining about something and and doing some something that that's so irritating. I mean, we we had what we had one interview where somebody was talking about the demands that I had with one a show that I did, and I go, I didn't really have demands. I just demanded strawberries. And I wanted strawberries in my trailer. <laughs> and I love it strawberries. It sounds very minute. It sounded very petty, but, but I wanted strawberries. And they had, um, it was funny because one day uh, I was on my way. It was an early morning shift. I had to be there at like three in the morning. So I was already on my way. And um, my my rep had gotten a call that they were out of strawberries. They did, they did Somebody didn't go get them. And literally, when, and I, when he called me, and I, and I told him, I said, it's, it's fine, it's okay, it's no big deal. He goes, oh, no, I told them that you were going to turn around and go back home if they did not go to a store and get you strawberries. And I'm like, well, thank you, but I'm already on my way. They did get strawberries before I got there at the end of the day. Um, but um, I just liked having fruit, period, in the trailer because sometimes they'll give you some a lot of junk food. Um and Crest Services is, was really bad about that because it, they would their budget was very light, so they would go to like Costco's and buy tiny little bags of chips, and they'd give that to the main talent. And you're sitting there going, "I do not want to eat this garbage. I want you know whatever." And they're very big about uh, they love serving lamb. Oh, that was a big thing for lunch that they love serving yeah. lamb, and they love serving. Um, something else i can't remember what it was yeah lamb was a big thing and i just i tried it couldn't eat it to the point where they wouldn't change it so there was a movie set that i did uh with dan Aykroyd, and we would go um i would literally walk across the street with dan and we'd go to this little pita shop and we would buy a pita wrap Uh and this was in downtown la and we would all be going to this this restaurant this cafe that was and we would be paying to eat our own food because craft services just sucked it really (laughs) just sucked and it was just but yeah that's the experience with that but anyway we gotta we've got to give leverage give honor to our holiday partners that are making the chris and will holiday celebration grand so don't go nowhere we're gonna be right back Twas the night of a million lights, when all of the village was lit up with over a million Christmas lights. I couldn't believe my wandering eyes as I looked around as over 100 magnificently lit villas told me a story. And now I wondered, was I dreaming or is this real? When all of the sudden Santa appeared for a meet and greet surrounded by holiday fun. It's the night of a million lights at the Give Kids the World Village going on November 12th through January 2nd in Kissimmee, Florida. Kristen will recommend this holiday event to all that want to help a good cause and feel the magic within themselves this holiday season. 
You can go to our website at christianwill.com for more details. GKTW.org is their website for more information and to purchase your ticket to this grand holiday event. Night of a Million Lights at the Give Kids the World Village, 210 South Bass Road, Kissimmee, Florida, 34746. It was then we realized we all had a good night and how we wish you a very Merry Christmas and a blessed New Year. Hi, I'm Cammie, and I want to tell you about one of the most amazing places in the world, Give Kids the World Village. It's a magical place where kids with critical illnesses come from all over the world for one amazing week. They get to visit Central Florida's coolest theme parks, celebrate at nightly parties, and enjoy delicious meals. And it doesn't cost them a thing. To learn more about how this magical place works and how you can help, visit GiveKidsTheWorld.org. All right, we're back. Yay! Welcome back. Yes, we want to thank again our partners for uh, being a part of this Chris and Will celebration. It has been very successful. It has been wonderful. We're glad you guys have been a part of it and they're a part of it as well. So yes. thank you for having that patience and moment with us again. We appreciate all that. Now we're going to go right into something that's very memorable. It's kind of theater. Yes, it's called Disney's Candlelight Processional. Yes. Absolutely. And you know, the reason I bring it up is because it's holidays and one of our guests is actually narrating the show. Uh, this holiday season at Disney World. We're going to talk about that in a little bit. But uh, I've had the pleasure of singing in the choir twice mm -hmm. in a row. It was a wonderful experience. I got to work alongside Whoopi Goldberg, Amy Grant, uh, Sigourney Weaver, Neil, Neil Patrick Harris, just to name a few that narrate. And if you're not familiar with it, during the holidays, Disney World and Disneyland put together this grand choir and it has a 50-piece orchestra with it. There's nothing and like listening to live music. And the great thing about the orchestra, yes, the main instruments are in the middle, but also the trumpeteers are on both sides yes. of the audience. It's, so, a, it's a mesmerizing experience. Yes. It really, really is. And they have a celebrity narrator that, narr that tells a story as the show goes on. It's really incredible, you guys. And, you know, it started in Disneyland in 1958. Eight. Wow. Yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. Disneyland narrators included Cary Grant, John Wayne, Henry Fonda, Jimmy Stewart, Gregory Peck, Charlton Heston, James Earl Jones, Olympia Dukakis, and many more. Mm. Many, many more. Those are some legendary names. Oh, they are. They are. They are. This year at Disney World, um, they have several performers, including Cheetah Rivera. Yeah. Jody Benson. Alton Fitzgerald White, Lisa Ling. Oh my gosh, I remember Lisa. Yes. Um, you know, uh, Stephen Curtis Chapman, Blair Underwood, Pat Sajak. Yeah. Just to name a few. Uh huh. Uh, go to Epcot Disney World's website of Epcot to the Candlelight Processional to find out their dates. You definitely want to experience that. But today on our show, he is the legendary Broadway performer who's played Mufasa in Disney's Broadway version of The Lion King. Yes. What did they say? I think they said... 4,500-something uh, 4, 4, 4, 4, 4, shows He's that he's done. done a lot. He's done a lot. Yeah. He's done a lot. 
Alton Fitzgerald White. We got to meet him just recently here at Epcot because he's also doing Candlelight Processional this yes, year. Yes, a narrator for that. Um, and what a wonderful guy. He is truly a, an amazing person. Yes. He did the national anthem for the New York Rangers at Madison Square Garden this past October. What a performance. He does keynote speaking. He's done a TED Talk speech. Absolutely worth it. Who is Christmas Eve for the Bounce Network that's recently come out? He's done a version of Rent Live and a lot of concert performances, including those at, at um, Carnegie Hall. Wow. Yeah, so he's done yeah. a lot. So we are so happy to have him on our show. Alton Fitzgerald White is going to be on our show in just a couple of minutes. So sit back, relax, go grab some eggnog. <laughs> Because Alton Fitzgerald White is coming up. Chris and Will introducing you to an amazing getaway. For the first time, we both treated ourselves to a day of pampering. If you're in the Tampa, Florida area, then please make sure to treat your own self to a day like we did at Spa Nirvana, a sanctuary for face and body, a spa day for men and women. The staff is so friendly. The place is clean, looks amazing, and the best of it, they're following the safety guidelines during these current times. Truly a professional environment. The cost isn't bad neither. Make your appointment today. Imagine a day where you can get the most incredible stress-free relaxing massage, body work, facial rejuvenation, and microdermabrasion. They have so much more to offer, including their signature facial services, including an aluminum oxide-free crystal microdermabrasion facial, the lifting facial of mature skin, and the most comprehensive, purifying, deep cleansing facial. Plus, you just can't beat the environment of soothing music healthy snacks and drinks and you just have to see it for yourself guys it's totally worth it this is a weekly thing for us now and i can't wait to go again this is a chris will highly recommendation spanirvana.com is the website you can go to chrisandwill.com for the link as well spa nirvana 811 court street clearwater florida 33756 call 727-447-7546 to make your appointment today. Services are by appointment only and they are filling up fast. So treat yourself, your inner self, to a vacation day at Spa Nirvana. This holiday season, we want you to know we have your back. Sometimes the holidays can be hard, but always know our love for you is endless. Yes. Part of our brand is to help and continue to help. Help is what is needed sometimes just to be able to focus and focus the right way. Life can take a toll on you and sometimes we just want to give up. Please do not. Just like with us, you will survive all of this. And no matter the current times, we are all going to live happy. We have created the Best Friends Forever Foundation, completely managed by us and our team, totally funded by our company. It is built with you in mind. You need someone to talk with, be your friend, offer you help, or just be your chat friend, well, we can help. You need help? We will set you up and pay for you to get help from the best doctors in the country. Believe me, we are in it for you. Our goal is to have assistance available to you whenever needed, even if it is to talk. We want to have a safe house for you to go to to get more assistance. These facilities will be nearest to you and guaranteed to be there for you. In dedication of celebrating you this holiday season and giving you love with awareness, we have multiple LGBTQ merchandise available online to wear close to your hearts. Proceeds go directly into our foundation. 
two exclusive pins, holiday ornaments, and a once-in-a-lifetime personalized Hallmark Christmas card to help you get into the holiday spirit. Go to ChristenWill.com for all the details. And hurry, there's only a limited supply. Get your order in today so you can meet the few delivery dates this holiday season. Remember, you are loved. We love you. Love yourself, and the world will love you in return. Happy Holidays from Chris and Will. This holiday season, learn to explore your inner talents by challenging your creative side and learn to paint. Chris and Will introduce you to give yourself or someone else the gift of unlocking the artistic magic by becoming an imaginative student at the Atelier School of Art. From pre-K to adult courses, you can take your course either in person at their studio in Royal Oak, Michigan, or do what we are doing and take a course using Zoom professional instructors, a great environment, and you don't have to worry. They're all on Santa's nice list. Connect yourself to the talent you didn't know you had and establish a new family of other artists alike. Join us as we highly recommend this fantastic studio. So come make some magic this holiday season and shine with a gift that will always be giving. Drawings, smartphone photography, oil paintings, and more are waiting for you to learn, create, and connect at the Atelier School of Art. For more information or to register for your course today, go to www.atelierschoolofart.com or you can go to kristenwell.com for the link. Atelier School of Art, 407 East 4th Street, Royal Oak, Michigan, 48067. Call them today at 248-951-4400. Atelier School of Art wishes all a very Merry Christmas and the happiest new year. We are honored to welcome Broadway legend, Alton Fitzgerald White. Thank you for having me. Oh, oh yes, absolutely. It's, uh, it's our pleasure. It's our <laughs> honor. And, and you know, the thing of it, the one thing that I learned going through a lot of your stuff is we have a lot in common. We really do mm -hmm. because, you know, um, and I, I, I almost, and I guess this will be my first question because with just like with us and with the many of people that we've interviewed who's had uh, books out there, it seems that we all kind of share almost the same start in a sense because we all came from a a, a past that uh, kind of drove us into inspiration into who we are today and mm -hmm. so I, I my question I guess would be for you as I look at it as a certain way do you think that having uh, that kind of a beginning in your in your life period helps make a true real artist in this business I do I think um, because, you know, challenges are, are, are real. You know, yes. I think a lot of us are raised to believe that things are supposed to be quote unquote perfect. Uh -huh. Um, and everybody has a story to tell. And I think, um, those, for those of us who are artists, I think one of the blessings of being an artist is that we do get to tell these stories, um, because we can relate to the pain. We can relate to the challenge. We can relate to, um, finding a way out of what seems like no way. Right. And we get to share. It. And yes. I think, uh, I think of artists and, you know, they're different kind of artists. They're performing artists. There are, you know, what you guys are doing. This is your art. Right. We are healers because we help to illuminate the dark corners in people's lives that they may have forgotten about. Maybe they ran away from. 
and we get to help them see it from a different angle, see lots of things from different angles. Of course, they get to do with it what they will, but right. we get to expose it. And in turn, I feel like the gift of having the courage to tell the story, um, to have survived, period, and then tell the story if we choose to, that, that, is, that is one of the gifts of having gone through it, is that being able to express it. Because while you're sharing it, you're also healing yourself. Wow. There are many different levels to healing, yeah. right? It's not just about... You, you know, you, something happens and you get over it and that's it. You know, there's different levels of healing. There's different levels of forgiveness. There's different levels of, of acknowledgement, of accepting. So while we do that for others, we get to also do that for ourselves. Wow. Very true. Yes. Very, very, very true. Mm-hmm. I mean, we get, we get that too, because we'll get people that will tell us that we, we've changed their life in some way or somehow. And it's harder for us to, it's, I guess we accept it, but it's harder for us to understand. It's like, well, how, how did we do that? And then yeah. when they tell uh-huh. us the story, we're like in tears. Cause we're, we're like, okay, well, I didn't think that we were able to do that, but we appreciate the fact that you told us that we could. Yes. Um, yes. So, yeah, I definitely agree with that. Now, but that's also the beauty. I'm sorry. No. Say one more thing about it. But it's also ahead. the beauty of, you know, and all those things take courage. Yes. Surviving something, making a way out of what seems like no way takes tremendous courage because it's not something you can see. It's something that you can feel. And oh, it, yes. it takes real courage to validate your feelings beyond what you can see. To validate yes. your feelings beyond the circumstances you're in. And when you get those, re- and I also believe that people are most affected by example. You can tell something a uh-huh. million times, but showing people is it. And what you guys are doing with your lives, you know, um, and, and how you've turned your challenges into triumphs, it's holding up a reflection for people. So it's cool that you're not doing it for that reason, but the fact that you have the courage to do it for yourself gives other people the courage to do it for themselves. Oh my gosh! Wow! Yes. Thank you for saying. Yes, that. I mean, yes. It. Uh, we never always. We, I mean, I'm sure it's with you with on stage. Um, you know, we never looked at this as a job. We yeah. always looked at this as who we are. And you know, right. I'm, I'm sure with you, every time you go on stage, you don't look at this as a, a contract position or or a job. You look at this as you know what? Hey, I'm I'm having a great time and. You know, mm-hmm. I love doing this and so many people love watching me do it. So, hey, it must be working, you know. So I agree. So yeah. thank you for that. Thank you for although, that. I, although I, you're welcome. You're very welcome. Although I will say, you know, when I was younger, you know, I did it for other reasons. You know, being younger, you do. You want the attention. You want yeah. the applause. But as I've matured and really, really devoted my life more to service, meaning that I'm going to do the best that I can. I'm also going to make sure that I have a good time doing it, but I'm going to let you have your own experience with it. Right. You know, when I was younger, it was like, okay, it's got to be this, it's got to be that, it's got to sound this way. And it's really about exhaling. Uh Like you guys, like you you said, you know, you did this, you're doing what you do, and you're doing it authentically, and you let people take away what they're going to take away, because you can't really control... You can control what you put out, but you can't really control how people receive it. You never will. Wow! And I tell you, that's one of the best, one of the best ways that I freed myself in going not do what do, not focusing on what do people want, but more what do I want to share. Uh huh. You know, it's really interesting. Um, I know you talk a lot about feeling, 
And um, Mm -hmm. actually, this goes into your book a little bit. But one of the things that you had pointed out was trusting your your instincts. And then another part was taking responsibility for your actions. So as you've matured, how did you adapt to your feelings and know that one feeling is, you know, this is great. You're, you're happy. And other ones, I think um, um, an example you had mentioned was like, it could lead to a tantrum or it could lead to something to where you're going in a different direction, but you have to steer out of that direction. How are you able to maneuver through that? Well, for me, it was, you know, courage is going to keep coming up in all of my answers because it takes tremendous courage to listen to that inner voice and to trust it and then to learn that it's specifically for you, which means that you will never, ever be able to fully explain it to anyone. It's for you. All you can do is really acknowledge it and act on it. So that journey led me to going, okay, in spite of what things may look like, how does it make me feel? And then, you know, by trial, by trial and error, there are certain opportunities that I've thought, oh, wow, this looks so great. You know, it doesn't really feel, it feels a little fishy, but man, it looks like something I really want. <laughs> yeah. I commit to it and then yeah. I go, oh, man, this is not what I thought it was going to be. And then there are other things that don't look so shiny and bright, but feel like, wow, this is touching me. This is touching my instinct, my which I which I consider my God source, my universal source. Uh-huh. Yes. It's touching this in a way that, that I can't quite explain. And I wound up going with that smaller thing that leads to something beyond my expectations. That, by trial and error, it taught me that it's about how things make me feel, not yeah. how they look. And, and I think it's different for everybody, but it's, it's, you have to go on that journey, that, take the courageous journey and figure out how your higher power speaks to you. Absolutely. I, again, I that yeah. we share a lot of mm-hmm. uh, similarities because that's exactly what we tell people is to find yourself and, you know, you'll guide yourself through whatever it is that you need to guide yourself through. And we kept yeah. saying that through COVID and, you know, everybody was going crazy because a lot of people lost their jobs. A lot of people, well, you know how it was, um, you know, yeah. and the big thing that we kept saying is you just you got to find your fate and you got to let fate put the right cards in place. Just take that break. Yeah. You know, I, I kept telling people, it's like, you know, this is this is the time when life's going to give you a break and it'll never give it to you again. Hopefully never. And so you right. focus on relaxing and regaining yourself and figuring out what you need to change. And, you know, yeah. that's this is the time to do it. And so, yeah, totally agree on that. And so I do have to ask this one because this was a big question that comes in. We've worked for uh, several different sides of Disney. And, of course, you work uh, on the Broadway side of Disney. Um, I'm wondering, I know what we've learned from the company. So I'm curious, what is it, what is the one thing that you take from Disney that you will always credit and say I've learned from this company that I would have never gotten anywhere else? Oh, I, I, I can answer that easily. And I share this with people that I mentor um, all the time. I learned to never, ever take your product for granted. Yeah. Wow. Never, ever. I mean, Disney, I mean, with doing Lion King all those years, playing Mufasa all those years, we did so much press and so many photo shoots and so many outreach things. They treat Lion King not like it's this phenomenon that's, you know, and it's going on its 25th year. 
or however however long it is. I mean, it's twenty uh-huh. something now. I should yeah, say. yeah, but yeah. Like, they treat Lion King like it's a show that still in previews, trying to find its audience. Yeah, they don't ever. They never take it for granted that everybody's seen the show. We all know what Lion King is. They want that person who's still not seen it to come and see the show. Yes. They're constantly uh-huh. putting money, time, and attention into their product. And I learned the same thing about me. Like, hey, Alton Fitzgerald, well, Fitzgerald Productions is my company. It's about uh-huh. reinvesting in your company, not not, yes. not taking taking your profits and spending them right away, putting it back into your product, and and to continue to expand it. Nobody's ever going to care as much about your product as you do. Wow. Yep. So that's a very valuable thing that I continue to learn from Disney. And and I'm glad you say that because you because one thing you've also said is that uh, you may not have won the awards like you would have liked to mm-hmm. want in the performance, but the experience mm-hmm. what you've learned and where you're going and the goals, in a sense, the goals that you've accomplished are more rewarding than the statute because those rewards technically never end. They never go away. So I, exactly. I love that. Yes. I love that point of view because that's exactly what we say. We've learned a lot about branding from Disney in itself. And we're still learning because mm-hmm. we're still developing and we're still building that team. Mm-hmm. And we're, we're just going with what we can do at the moment. And so yeah. when we get asked the same question, that's a, we, we say something of the similar, that you learn a lot about who you are and how branding works because – that is exactly yeah. what that company does is they, um, you know, yes. And we, we've had a magnificent pass with Disney and, you know, we've respected, we've had good moments, we've had bad moments, but that's in anything mm-hmm. that you do. But um, the right. memory, the memories of that business is always going to be there and you build a family with them. And that's mm-hmm. what's key is you build a family with your, with the, with the guests that you interact with, but you build a family with the people that you work with. And that's, that is one thing that we will never, I, we will never get from another company that will try, but we'll never get the same instances. So I'm glad you said that. Yeah. So let's go into some of the other stuff. I, uh, I watched your video of the national anthem at the Madison Square Gardens this past October. Wow. Yes, yeah, thank you. Wow, that's exciting. yes, talent. I mean, you are goodness. talented. We've heard you sing. <laughs> we've seen you. We've seen you perform. We there, the talent is there. It is just extraordinary. So let me thank ask you. you. Let me ask you this one: Where, when did you decide that you say, okay, I wanted to be a performer, or when did, or here, here goes the second question: When did you know that you could sing? Oh man, I don't know if you've gotten it yet, but there's a there's a whole chapter in my book about my fear of singing in front of anybody. We have, yeah, and, we you have. Know, mm-hmm. about the yeah, church. Yeah, you know, I was yes. in the church choir, and I joined the church choir because you didn't have to audition. Uh huh. Um, I didn't know that I could sing, but I liked the sensation of singing. Um, I liked how it felt on my body. I liked that little vibration you feel when you're singing. Yes. And I got a chance to finally test it out singing with the group and. The stipulation was that eventually everybody in the choir had to do a solo. Uh-huh. And they went around, the whole choir got to me, and I said, oh, I'm good. The second time around, they were like, you have to sing the solo. It's one of the rules. And it took me weeks to get up the nerve to sing in front of anybody. I would wait for everybody to leave choir rehearsal and then kind of whisper as I sang along with the pianist. And uh-huh. finally, she was like, Alton, enough. Like, you got it. Like, come on. You, you, you sound okay. You know, she said, you don't sound bad, but you're not even singing loud enough for me to hear. 
Uh-huh. Well, finally, the day came, and I just kind of tapped into my courage, looked up at the ceiling, and I just sang as best as I could. And people came up to me talking about the quality of my voice and that I had a gift and I didn't know what they were talking about. I was just like, wow. And so then after a while, I, I built up my confidence. And it was really, first, it was outside validation. I really needed people to tell me what, what they saw and heard. Uh-huh. But eventually, I took more courageous steps to go, okay, let me get on top of this. Let me find a way to ride this wave. And then, you know, start to build my confidence and started relying less on other people's opinions and more about, you know, the fact that I that I was given a gift that other people see that slowly but surely I needed to learn to see myself to really exercise it. Uh-huh. And that's kind of what happened. The next thing you know, I'm like, I'd always been an artistic kid. You know, we talked earlier right. about, about bullying. Yeah. A lot of times kids are bullied because you're different and other kids yeah. know you're different. Yeah. They know that like, wow, there's something different about you. And it frightens them, so you tend they tend to tease you because they don't they they don't know what to do with it. Sometimes they tease it because tease you because it's different. You're different. Sometimes they tease you because they're jealous because they uh-huh. know that you have something that they don't have that they can't put their finger on, and it's easier to to make you the oddball than to celebrate this something that they can't even figure out. Wow. Um, so you know, all of that kind of was part of my healing of like, oh wow. I, I was an artist before I even knew, before I had the cap, the the, ad, the vocabulary to describe my being an artist. Other yeah. people saw it; they didn't know what it was. But and thank God for me, I had people, I had teachers who pointed it out. They pointed out, pointed it out to me academically at first, and then with my talent. And thank God for teachers; they were my heroes. Yeah. They're, they're still my heroes. So uh-huh. those things combined helped me to go, okay, wow, I have a gift and I'm ready to, I'm ready to share it because just because you're gifted, it doesn't stop there. You still have a choice to share it or not. Right. You're not obligated to do it. But eventually I made the choice to go, yeah, I want to share what I have and see how far it can take me. Wow. That's an interesting perspective. Yeah. I love that. I love wow. that. Wow. And I'm feeling that definitely yeah. just the way that it was worded and just like, there's so many things going on. I appreciate you saying that. Yeah, can you tell that we've watched oh. your your TED your your TEDx many yes. times? <laughs> yes, I can. Thank you guys. Thank you for doing the research. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. Oh, That's how we do it. Yes. Well, I mean, yeah. the thing of it is, is we are we always appreciate everybody's time, mm-hmm. and you know, and time is very important to to all of us, and so. When you mm-hmm. guys sit down and talk to us and then, you know, we got to make sure we do our homework, you know? Yeah, we can be fans yeah. of yours. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. We can go crazy that we're talking to you. Absolutely. <laughs> but we also have to uphold a standard that says, hey, look, you know, um, we want to make you enjoy what you're doing, but we want to make you, we want to, we want you to understand that it's not because you're a celebrity. It's because your art, there you go. There, there's that art. That art that yeah. you display really connects to us, and there's you have a part of our life, and mm-hmm. and so we're always honored and appreciative of that. So yes, yeah, we always do the work. We like it's fun. It's yeah. a lot of fun to do it. But and correct me if I'm wrong. I may have missed it, but um, have you ever have you ever met James Earl Jones? I have. And I have. Tell me one, about one, that one experience. That I, well, one of my one of my favorite pictures that I've ever taken 
two of my favorite pictures were one was with James Earl Jones. I was on the bill to help celebrate him. Uh-huh. He was being honored. He was doing a play on Broadway. I can't think of the name of the play, but it's the last play he did. Uh-huh. He played the he played the lead. And that year, you know, he was being honored by so many different organizations. And one organization asked me to be a part of this, this something celebrating him at a beautiful, at, I can't think of the name of the hotel. One of the, it's a, it's a hotel sort of like, um, well, I'm at a loss for words right now. <laughs> yes. It's one yeah. of those type hotels, one of those legendary hotels, Pierre. It is a Pierre hotel. Okay. Which is right across the street from the plaza. Uh huh. And, um, and I caught him, you know, he was, he had done some meet and greets and you can tell that he was like, okay, I'm ready to sit down and chill. And I, and I just went to him and said, Mr. I said, um, Mr. Jones, I know you're tired. I know it's going to be a long evening. I said, but please, I said, I play Mufasa in Lion King. I would love to have a picture with you. And he was like, oh, okay. And he was just, he was sitting down already. I said, I said stay seated. And I knelt beside him and somebody took the picture and it's just a beautiful shot to be with the man who created this. Role. I know. I bet. I that was bet. one time. And another time he was being honored. He was being honored at the plaza by another organization a few months later. And a guy named Jim Abbott, who produced my Disney record, who does uh-huh. a lot of arrangements for Disney. He does all the arrangements for the music that's done at the Festival of the Arts yes. down there in um, Ascot. Um, he did this arrangement of They Live in You with five Mufasas. Oh, wow. And it turned out so beautiful. And, you know, they had us all um, facing him spread out on this, on the, uh, uh, throughout the, the ballroom. And he burst into tears. Wow. When we sang. And then after we sang, uh, they, after, after the whole thing was over, all the Mufasas went to his table and he, and he was just crying. And, and like, we got a picture with him. So there was another, those were two times it was just like, wow, I got to meet and perform for this man who set the foundation. Uh-huh. Yes. Wow. For this show. So all the Mufasas for, because you know it's 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 there's there's never been a role like Mufasa for a black man on Broadway. Yeah, you know a a, lo- a hit show, a phenomenon uh-huh. that you know is going to run no matter what. We've had here in America, we had remember the British invasion back in the eighties when you know the yeah. cats came over from London. Uh huh. Yeah, and the fans came over, but something that was born here in uh-huh. the U.S. Um, and back in the day when I first moved to New York. There were no black people in Phantom of the Opera. There were no black people in uh-huh. Lakers. But uh-huh. to have a show um, that is such a phenomenon that is predominantly a black cast and to have a part like Mufasa, knowing that like black men in college who are, you know, looking like, yeah, I, I'm studying musical theater, but what parts are waiting for me? Knowing that a role like Mufasa is waiting for them and to have been, to play any part in that legacy. Yeah. Let alone to, you know, to, to have the chance to honor James Earl Jones is just phenomenal. Now, who would you say um, would have been the most memorable person that you met that actually uh, saw you or saw you on stage, like at Lion King, and that went backstage to meet the cast? Who would you say would be the most memorable person? Oh, man, that's a tough one. Um... <laughs> I'm sure there's plenty. Yeah, I'm trying to really think. Well, like one that just like mm-hmm. either they caught you on an off day and made your day or someone who 
just was um, yeah. like really liked your performance. Well, I, I, know, I know someone. I know someone who was really, really sweet and really just thrilled to be there, and you could tell they sincerely enjoyed it. It was um, man, names are really escaping me. She's been <laughs> on Law and Order since it began. Law and Order SVU. Oh, oh. Um, Mariska. Um, Mariska Hardick. Hard- yes. Hard- yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I I remember I seeing her after after the show, and she was just so like, oh my god, this is so great, and my kids, and oh wow, she was someone who was just so sincerely moved by the show. Another one was um, Adina Menzel. Oh, yeah. She came back with her with her child because she has, you know, she has a, a mixed child. And she was like, for him to see people who look like him um, in this show, it was her first time sharing the show with her son, and she was she was visibly moved. Wow. Um, yeah, those are the two that stick out. I'm sure there are many more, but those two stick out. Audra. Audra's another one. Audra, I, you know, I did ragtime with Audra uh-huh. in Toronto before it came into Broadway. Wow. Now that's and a talent her daughter, who was at, who was up age at the time and she was the same way, like, wow, to share this with her. You know. So those are the those are the top three, I guess, that I can think of right now. I, they're good. They're mm-hmm. really good. They're I yeah. mean I when Lion King first came out uh on Broadway, I, you know, there was so much there there was so much well we don't know if it's going to last this long and then you know there was so much indifference with it and then it became this mega hit overnight and it was just like okay all right because when we first saw uh, elements of it and we first saw it it was like it blew us away yeah. and you're you're like all right and we still have the soundtrack i have the yes, soundtrack yes. and you know the music of it is just okay I love it. I love you. You keep repeating mm-hmm. it until the CD burns and crashes, <laughs> and you can't play it no more. Right. Um, you know, it's such a great thing. But you guys, you guys all did such a great job. Now, when you come to Disney World, because you've been to Disney World several times, you've done the Festival of the Arts and uh, Candlelight. Mm-hmm. When you come to Disney World, and to several you- of the um, what? Are, what are the big awards that they give to employees? Every um. Oh, um, gosh. The- I don't honestly. I I don't want to say the wrong one because yeah. I don't remember because it's been so long yeah, since we've been over I, there. I've done a couple of those too, which has been great. Wow, that's that's cool. Yeah, that, I can't I, think I nailed it. That's I, I love that. I love that. We know a lot of people that have gone there, so that have gotten the award. So maybe I'll have to ask them about it. But do you manage to make your way over to the festival of the Lion King show? I have. I've seen it several times. I have got some good friends who are in it. Every time I'm down there, I I, I see it at least once. Nice. Yes, we love that show yes. as well. Yes. It is a remarkable yeah. show. And and it it, it almost beautiful. in a sense it gives tribute to you guys to to the show on Broadway because it's almost so similar in a way, in a way. Mm-hmm. And and mm-hmm. it's it's such a it's a dynamic display of what's really out there on Broadway. So yeah, that's cool. Yep, yep I agree. That's really, really cool. So, so you know, one of the key things that uh, we like about is Candlelight. And believe it or not, uh, I have, I was in the choir two years in a row at yes. Candlelight while, while back. Unfortunately, it wasn't mm-hmm. a year that you were there, but uh, I have had the pleasure of being a part of that choir. And I've seen you narrate 
this quiet narrate the presentation and you get really moved into the music yeah and i i love that because not not very many narrators do believe it or not it's such a shame because really yes yeah there there are i'm not going to name drop but there are a few that have never returned back that just don't like doing it at all and there are a few that get really into it and you know one person that comes to my and i met her backstage she's a wonderful woman and she really gets into it and she comes back every year except this year but that's Whoopi Goldberg Whoopi gets so into that yeah she is she is a remarkable woman so tell me what is the first thing that goes through your head when you when you know you're going to do this show and especially now that it's coming back since COVID and and you know so tell me your your experience because I'd love to know what it's like for you guys as narrators um, being a part of the show. I know what it's like to be a performer of that show, but as a narrator, what goes through your head? Well, let me go back to the first time I did it, which was you know, two years ago. Uh-huh. Um, I had heard about it. I didn't quite know what it was, and I knew that it was a very coveted slot. Uh-huh. And uh, so when they reached out to me, I went. I filled in because Cheetah Rivera, I think she got ill. I had a ske- scheduling conflict. Conflict. Something happened where she couldn't come. Uh-huh. And they asked if I'd be interested. I said absolutely. So I didn't really know what it was. I just know that people raved about it. So when I got there for my my first rehearsal, right, like minutes before the first first presentation, you know, I went up there on the podium. First of all, seeing Disney at Christmas time blew my mind. Yes. Yes. You know, yes. Like, it was just stunning. Um, and seeing Epcot, especially, all done up. Um, they put me up at the Grand Floridian, which was amazing, with the big gingerbread house. It was all just like, uh-huh. wow. Uh-huh. Yes. And it's interesting to be in the same stage that I performed in, you know, since the Festival of the Arts began, to see it transformed into this other whole other thing. Yes. So I get up there, I, I test the mic to do my little readings, I go to my dressing room, and I come up, it's time for the first performance, and I see the orchestra. And I see all the singers. And just the beauty of it was just like, whoa. Uh-huh. I get up there. We get an introduction. I start reading the story. And as soon as the music started for the first number, I almost burst into tears because it was just, there were yeah. so many sensations between the visuals, the sound of the orchestra, the sound of the choir behind me, which was like, was surrounded by this, these incredible sounds. It was, I, it was, it was tough to even get through because I was so happy, so excited. It was such a beautiful experience. And I got to say that for all nine of my presentations, it just really got better and better. Uh-huh. I got more comfortable. And I, I could not rock to the music. I could not, like, like move my body because it's like, that's yeah. what music is for. And I'm here in the middle of, like, literally in the middle of all of it. Uh-huh. Yep. It was an un- unbelievable sensation. Unbelievable. Wow. It, 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 so much beauty. And it is even as a as a singer when we're behind you, we can feel your energy, and you know, and then it's just so moving. And what's sad is now we love the we love the song Hallelujah, but when Hallelujah comes on, you're like, oh my gosh, it's almost over. No, it can't stop. We got to keep going. You right. know, yeah. yeah. So yeah. it. So I agree. Yeah. I agree. Now, do you ever do you ever get to um, meet some of the choir? I mean, the, I know that the celebrities go and meet the, the kids uh, when the high yeah. schools are there. Do you ever get to meet the the people in green, which are the Disney cast members? I do. 
Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. Cause we, there's like a little passage, a little pathway that uh-huh. separates our dressing room. So yeah, I've definitely gone over and hung out. And now some of them I know from, you know, from festivals and coming backstage afterwards. So oh, nice. it's nice yeah. to reconnect with some of them. I will definitely do that this time because you know, it's just, we're all so excited that it's happening again. Yes. And this time, I don't know if they told you, but this time they're not doing the high school choirs. So every person, yeah. even in yellow, they're all Disney cast members. And, yeah, you know, so yeah. that's even more. The one thing I appreciate about that is these poor souls were forelowed for so long. And the fact that they get to come back and they make the show extravagant with all these different people that have been waiting to do it again is just magnificent mm-hmm. because there are people that love doing that show. I love doing that show. And, you know, the fact that they couldn't do it last year, they were so heartbroken. And now this year yeah. they doubled in size that it's like incredible. Mm-hmm. So that's great. It is, it is. It's, it's that's beautiful. Great. And, it's, you know, it's, it's still, I don't know how safe it is for kids right now. There's so much going on, but it's good to get people. Yeah. Who are, who are, who do this for a living. Yeah. Who get to do what they love, celebrate, be appreciated, and get paid for it. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Absolutely. Well, uh, so tell me really quick before we wrap this up, tell me what do you got going on other than being here in Orlando for Candlelight over at Epcot? Well, something new that's happened. Well, we know, unfortunately, we just lost Stephen Sondheim. Uh-huh. Um, but, um, I have the pleasure of being part of a, there's a three volume set of, of Stephen Sondheim music that's, uh, that's been released. Actually was released yesterday and it's already number one wow. on Amazon. It's called Sondheim Unplugged. Uh-huh. Uh, there's a club here in, in the city called 54 Below. It's the old Studio 54. Mm-hmm. And the, the basement where this lot of celebrities hung out has become the hottest cabaret space in the city. Wow. Um, yeah, one of the guys who who books talent there would do this monthly thing called Suntime Unplugged, where he would ask singers to come in and do Stephen Suntime songs with their own arrangement, like non-traditional arrangements. And uh-huh. I did one a couple of years ago. He called me during the pandemic and said, we're doing a three-volume set, and would you mind doing the two songs that you did before? And I was like, sure. So I went down, recorded it, and it was just released yesterday. Um uh-huh. Talk about timing. Um, yeah. It's called Shondam and Plug, and I get to sing two of my favorites, um, Someone is Waiting from Company uh-huh. and Pretty Pretty Women uh, from Sweeney Todd. Oh, uh, okay. My own version of it. So that was released yesterday. You can go to SuntimeUnplugged.com. You can go to Amazon and click on Suntime Unplugged um, and get that. Um, I have a Christmas movie that just that just debuted. I saw that. Yes, yes. Called yeah, who is Christmas Eve, which is getting some great reviews. If you're, excuse me, if you're a Dexter fan, uh huh, um, I will be featured on on Sunday's episode of Dexter. Oh wow! Um, and I have a recurring role on a show called Bull on CBS. Yes, yes. love I just, it. I just finished a um a great Christmas themed episode that should probably air the Thursday before Christmas. It's going to be really really good. Very nice. And for me, you know, I'm not one to like, I, I like to post, I love social media because you can kind of post what you're doing and people can either see it or not. Uh-huh. So I encourage people to follow me on Instagram, Alton2459, that's A-L-T-O-N, 2459 on Instagram. 
Allison Fitzgerald White fan page on Facebook, um, and my website, AllisonFitzgeraldWhite.com. Everything is listed there, all the stuff I'm doing, so that people can kind of keep up with where I am. Yes. I've got some great speaking engagements. Um, my book has led to a wonderful speaking career. I bet. Which is something I've always dreamt of doing, but never thought I'd do because I was a shy kid yeah. who stuttered, who was afraid of giving speeches. Uh-huh. But, you know, as we were talking about talking earlier, you know, you can be afraid and do things anyway. Yeah. And I love that's that. Another thing that. That's another thing that we all have in common. As frightened as we may have been as kids and what we were going through, we didn't let the fear paralyze us. Wow. Right. We turned that energy into empowerment and we moved and we made things happen. And here we are. So I, I encourage people to follow me on Instagram. Again, Alton2459. I always post inspirational things because I believe that it's about, you know, surrounding yourself with good energy, even energy you can't see. Energy, yes. you can't see energy anyway. Energy is a force uh-huh. that can still be shared whether you meet the person or not. Yes. Good Absolutely. Yes. Totally yes. agree with that. But first, thank you so much for being on the show. We've really enjoyed this. Um, we we always think awesome. we're going to put a link on our of website course. to get the uh, to promote your your website so people can go buy this book and yes. see some of the upcoming stuff. Definitely. So we are so excited. Yeah, I have so a thank special you. running too, if you don't mind me saying. If right now, I was doing it for Black Friday, or I mean for, um, for um, Cyber Monday, but I'd extend it to to your to your listeners if you buy a uh a signed book audiobook or or hardcover book and i also read the story i read my story in the audiobook if you purchase one from my website um i will send you a free disney my way cd all signed and personalized wow very nice well thank you for that absolutely yes. absolutely yeah. well alton again thank you so much this has been incredible my pleasure and nice any- talking to you both and, so and, cool. and I got, you. I got to say, it's uh-huh. just, it's been such a delight just, just speaking to you because really like for myself, um, like I'm still like managing, like how to navigate through feelings and things like that on a mm-hmm. more higher basis. And through this, mm-hmm. I've just felt really happy and I want to thank oh, you good. for that. Like it makes sense. Like, yeah. and so thank you for that. My pleasure. My pleasure. Well, buddy, thank you so much for being on our show once again. We look forward to seeing you here in Orlando and more in the future. So good luck to everything. You've got the power. You're such an incredible talent. Um, you know, it, we love it. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Thank you again. Thank you both. Happy holidays. What an incredible man and such an amazing talent. Let me tell you, go check out some of his upcoming performances. I guarantee you, you will not be disappointed. Yes. What a talent. Absolutely. We want to thank Alton for coming on our show and giving us another great episode of What About Our Life with Chris and Will. Don't forget to check out his website at AltonFitzgeraldWhite.com. We have a link on our website as well. His book is worth the read, you guys. So get your autographed copy today by going to his website and purchasing it. Mm-hmm. And be sure to keep up with all our happenings this holiday season and soon to be announced for the year 2022. Go to our official websites at kristenwill.com, Instagram at chris.and.will, and Facebook under The Real Prince Charmings. 
We want to thank all of you for joining us and keeping us going. And remember to take care of yourself and always remember we love you, we thank you, and remember to love yourself and the world will love you in return. Have a great holiday season. It's been our pleasure to have received your precious time. But for now, you guys, we gotta go. Bye. Bye. Today's episode was a Chris Will production. Broadcasted on Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google, Apple, Amazon Music, and other podcast media platforms. Show hosts, Christopher L. Ante and William Ante. Show guest, Alton Fitzgerald White. Chris Will show assistant, Ginger Lutz Ross. Chris Will show creative consultant, Tony Ross. Show introduction voiceover, Tony Ross. Business management, Janet Dickinson Menard. Recorded at the Chris Will Studios in Celebration, Florida. Produced by Chris Will, Kylie New York Company. Copyright Chris Will, all rights reserved. Chris and Will.com for brand details. Produced December 2021.